Welcome back to another glorious episode of A Spirited Debate. The crew have dusted off the glasses, dropped in some ice, and pulled the corks, and we are ready, as always, to pour a few drinks and find a way to rattle each other's cages. Follow if that's your thing, like if you want. Fuck it, we're just happy you're listening, and that's all that matters to us. So as our sound guy cues up the music, grab yourself a drink, sit back, relax, and join us for... Just skip over. I'm trying to contribute to the discussion. It would be wrong. They would absolutely and, and, and I be wrong. If you thought that our debates were going to be different, then joke's on you. I thought you'd get better. And you guys came with the same shit. We are on our way. I'm I'm double fisting. So I thought that was on Friday night. Dad always says you never get better by playing people worse than it ain't gonna so, take somebody long to get bingo so, here. Hey, let's go ahead and unwrap this present <laughs> so, uh, and let the I, debate begin. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of A Spirited Debate. As always, we have a good one for you. This one's been a long time coming. I'm actually disappointed in myself that uh, this topic has not been brought up sooner now that we are nearly 65 episodes in, but... Obviously, it was time. Some things have occurred. And so this is a topic that I felt was absolutely imperative that we discuss. So we're going to go ahead and do that today. Before we begin, as always, how's everybody doing today? I can't pee. <laughs> that was perfect. I loved it. Everybody look away. Everybody look away. I'm hideous. Ready. Don't look at me. Uh, you know what? Let's just move past that. Okay, look. It's, it's fine. Yeah, before we jump into our topic, as always, we're going to do our drinks. So let's go around the room. We didn't have Mac and we didn't have the Grinch last week. Glad they're back. So let's go ahead and just find out. You know what? What are you guys drinking today, Mac? We're going to start with you. What are you having, brother? Wow, no pressure, huh? No um, pressure. Can, right, you not, so, can you not pee? Uh, no, I can pee just fine. Thank not, you. Not there standing you up. Uh, <laughs> He's like, out of all my holes. Wow, not standing up. <laughs> Anywho. Okay. What I think doing? I'm taking the rest of the day off now. Uh, no, I, I made a Paloma. Uh, and more specifically, a vanilla Paloma. Wait, this is with the grapefruit juice, isn't it? This is with grapefruit juice. Mezcal? Yeah, which I know is your favorite. Mm. No, no, no mezcal this time. Oh. So on, on our trip last week, we found a couple of uh, interesting bottles of tequila, being you know the tequila connoisseur that I am. And one was a vanilla flavored tequila. The other was a coffee flavored tequila. Tried them both while we were down there. Fantastic. Purchased two bottles. Was and it you went, two, you went two, two bottles of each? No, no, no. One, one bottle of each. And I'm, okay. I'm sorry, Grinch. What was your question? I'm sorry. I, I did the very thing we were just talking about. I spoke <laughs> over the top. Did you just talk over somebody? No. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I talked over you, actually. I was louder. That's why. Oh, I, I think you said it earlier, but where'd you go in Mexico? Uh, we went down to uh, Playa del Carmen. Okay. Um, so just, you know, about, a, well, it's about 30 minutes south of Cancun, but they're doing construction, apparently. So it's like an hour and a half because um, there's apparently only one road to get from cancun uh -huh. to, to playa so you fly you fly into cancun and then you, you know, yeah bust, yeah bust just, it down uh, or whatever a taxi shuttle or, yeah. shuttle or whatever from the airport down okay. Very so cool. yeah so picked up one bottle one bottle of each one bottle of vanilla one bottle of coffee in hindsight i wish i'd picked up two of each since you lost something didn't coffee you? bottle did not make it back mm -hmm. um actually let me rephrase that it made it back you know, soaked into the towel that it was wrapped in. Um, so if I'd sat there and wrung the towel out, I might've been able to get a little bit of the bottle back, but. So when you got home, you're like, that's very good. That clothes smell really good. <laughs> um, so the, the vanilla bottle made it back, which was okay. I like the vanilla. Um, so I made the, uh, 
the vanilla Paloma with uh, using that tequila. So yeah, it's, it's grapefruit juice, a little lime juice. They call for separate vanilla and then the tequila. I obviously just use the vanilla tequila to put it all together over ice, a little club soda, and just stir it all together. And you get a refreshing summer beverage. We think. What I, maybe okay. maybe <laughs> I'm not sure how much I'm digging the uh, the vanilla and the grapefruit there. I was yeah. gonna say that seems like I a, don't know that that's, yeah. In, in in reading the recipe, it says to you know the the vanilla is supposed to offset the bitterness of the grapefruit, and I think it just makes the grapefruit hmm. taste shittier. Um, <laughs> makes it taste more grapefruity. It, it's just it's grapefruit with vanilla in it. So add some absinthe. <laughs> yeah, Wash the go, glass. Right? <laughs> exactly. Just give it a little rinse with absinthe. Um, right. So yeah, I don't know after just tasting this that this will uh, this might get kicked out of bed. Um, <laughs> but the vanilla tequila in, a, in and of itself, when we tasted it, it, was really good. So you just have to find the right find some other other things to do yeah. with it, or just drink it straight. Absolutely. There you go. All right, the vanilla Paloma. Okay, love the the facial expression. That's classic. Yeah. Uh, Grinch missed you last week. What are you drinking today, brother? Or what have you already drank today? Sorry. Uh, I am drinking what is called, what are you reading? A cue card? The watermelon basil margarita, which was uh, a lot of the ingredients a little fancy Asian Diana left for us. And so we just picked up a bottle of tequila um, and uh, made it. Uh, but it's tequila, watermelon puree, basil simple syrup, and lime juice. And you know, you garnish with. It says dehydrated lime wheel, but whatever, lime wheel and salt room. And uh, yeah, it's, it's really good. Very nice. <laughs> what, uh, yeah. what kind of tequila did you go with? Uh, I think it's called Avion. Uh, okay. Like I-O-N. Um, and I don't know if it's saying near you, Mac, but like. You mean Avion? Maybe C-Store is here. In Avion, that maybe. They but are it's the rep, out of it's all the sorts of shit. But yeah, it, the ABC stores are like, you can just see like the thinning on the shelves. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if having, it's. They, they can't restock or yeah, yeah. that's north yeah, carolina uh, for you yeah thank you <laughs> and i'll and i guess i'll quickly say and own up so you don't have to call me out on it for anybody that's listening yes yeah. i suck at mic discipline so on the episodes where i'm not very loud it is totally my fault because i haven't been close enough to the mic and i apologize if you're having to turn the volume up and down there is it but, but you still sleep okay at night i, I do <laughs> <laughs> i do feel bad because I know I was, I was Thor does tr- all the editing and he's trying to like balance it. <clears throat> it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. It just makes, again, goes back to that makes it difficult when somebody's talking over you. Cause I can up your levels right up until they start talking. And then you get that drop out of you because, you know, obviously it'll raise their level as well, but that's okay. We're going to start talking over him. We should I was just say, so I'll hold up the sign okay. until the Quiet. thought is done and then I'll put it down. Yeah. Like <laughs> golf. <you> <laughs> uh, Quiet, please. <laughs> but that's okay. Yeah. Uh, you know what? We'll, we'll get the audio issues. Uh, obviously there are going to be issues in this format. I mean, how can there not be? We're, we're four people in distinctly different areas, you know, coming together to try to make this work. Uh, I accept that there are issues. And if that is the reason you don't listen, there's the door. Go find something else. That's fine. Uh, Please don't uh, hit you with the good Lord split you. Our 18 listeners, Mac. Our 18 fucking listeners. Hey, when when you only have 18, you need to keep them all. We're well beyond that. (laughs) Do we, though? Yeah, we are starting to. Our episodes are starting to gain a little more traction. Like, you know, we would release them and then it'd be like a week or two. You'd start to see some things. But now it's almost immediate. Uh, They're starting to gain some speed. So it's been nice to see. Now we'll see. You know, they say this is this is for the long term doing it in the short term you're never going to reach your goal so so what i take out of what you just said then is 
any episode without Grinch and myself seems to be very popular. No, because the most popular okay, one is, is the most popular <laughs> one now is the death penalty debate. Uh, so it's it Sanchez. We need to yeah. go back. Yes. Grumpy Sanchez. Good old Scruffy Gomez. Dirty Scruffy. What? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and discuss I, how I, Thor is wrong about, you know, gun control and open carry. Hey, hey, okay. you open carry, you're out to kill, mofo. That's, right. <laughs> That's it. Look, There's no other reason. Let's stay on track. Let's stay on track. Let's stay on track. Uh, Haas, what about you, brother? What, what are you drinking today? I'm finally having a gin and tonic. You f- oh, you figured it out. Yeah, yeah. It's I finally gin found and yeah, it's tonic. Well, I was going to say, I wait a minute. Found, is there a story see, there? Here's the thing. Here, Linda, Linda, honey, here's the thing. <laughs> see, it's got to be botanist gin is what I want. And then it's got to be the fever tree Mediterranean tonic water Why? is what I want. Why? Uh, just because oh, for me, those are the two flavor profiles that go well together that I really enjoy. Those um, first world so, problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because yeah, that's clearly. how I, yeah, yeah. Look, you can't fuck around in, in, in Austria. There's espionage afoot. I oh said my that. God, yeah. So you got to be careful about what you buy. Keep watching Archer. That's, yeah. for, that's the training you need. <laughs> yeah. Be, be drinking mouthwash with, with grenadine. Hey, yeah. whatever works. Uh, so are you happy? Are you, are you happy yeah, with the I'm combination? Yeah, I had four drinks last night. I was uh, happy that I got it. So I'm going to probably have another four tonight. And then you'll have so, to yeah, buy more happy. shit. And I'll have to buy more shit. Yeah, but that's okay. Fantastic. Uh, all right. So then I will round it out as usual. In honor of today's episode, I thought I would be clever and uh, mix two drinks. And I thought... So, I'm so gonna... the rest of us know the topic. So tread yeah, lightly yeah. here because I'm sure where this, <laughs> not sure where this is going. I thought I would be super clever and mix two drinks much like what we're trying to accomplish with our topic. And whether or not you glean what the topic is from my description, kudos to you if that's the case. If not, you'll figure it out shortly. Uh, so I thought I will have a white Russian and I will have a black Russian. And I will put the two together. And a blonde Mexican. Unfortunately, <laughs> if, you read, if you read what the ingredients are. Or is it uh, Mexican blonde? Sorry. A black Russian is Kahlua and vodka. And a white Russian is Kahlua and vodka with the addition of heavy cream. Look, so I'm it's just not throw it out here real quick. Not really two different drinks. Why, why can't it just be a Russian? I, I think it's it got to be a black Russian or a white Russian. Why I didn't, I Russian didn't name the fucking thing. I, mean, I just thought I was being the mulatto yeah, yeah, Russian. Yeah. I, I just <laughs> thought I was being clever uh, and making well, two. We're going to make you do some editing better. this week. That's okay. You've got, um, yeah, you're very clever with your colors of Benetton there and your glass. And ridiculous. <laughs> I keep trying to mix it, but it won't do it. <laughs> Pissing me off. Get you some Apparently Umbro, that brother. was your dark and stormy <laughs> problem too, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. It wouldn't mix. Uh, it just kept settling out. I don't know what happened, but hey, that, we're digressing. So yeah, I thought I would be clever and do that. Turns out the recipes are actually very similar. And, and maybe that is our way of appropriating other cultures. We just add a little white to it. I fuck if I know. I don't know. I mean, maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's the cautionary tale is we just take your shit and we add white to it and problem solved. I don't know. But mm. so with that being said, I am, I am having just a Russian. It's just a Russian. So white and black Russian mixed and it's a dirty Russian. A checkered, a checkered Russian. Maybe, uh, maybe. It's great to have you gentlemen oh, back. I see your landmines in front of me. I don't know what to yes, say. Yes, I know. I'm like <laughs> not even sure where to go with half yeah, yeah. of these jokes. Look, I'm just happy to have everybody back. Uh, missed you guys. Glad you're here. Hope that we have a great episode. Yeah. Cheers to you gentlemen. Likewise. Cheers. 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 Nice job filling in. You guys carried the weight. <sighs> Fucking taste. So that was all the cream. 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was. He likes the cream. <laughs> <Yeah>. All right. <laughs> what did you say before we started? You got to be this long for you to play. <laughs> like, to ride this ride. 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 Yeah. <laughs> I just want to be relaxed. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Challenge accepted. <laughs> uh, yeah, glad everybody's here. So let's jump into it. <laughs> Uh, it's like when I was teaching students, it's like you fucking hold your hand up, get everybody to shut up. Yeah, so let's jump into it. <laughs> Do you need to mute yourselves? No, no, Hassan, I'll carry on. We're good. Remember when I said I was okay with four of us being on here? I may be rethinking that as we speak. No. Um, yes, so the topic of today, events as of late have have led us to this topic and the what i'm specifically referring to is if you listen to a recent episode haas and i we covered the euro 2020 competition and so in that competition uh it was just prior to the final match between italy and england which if you obviously watch that you know how it came out but in the fallout of that match there was uh, a, there were a number of issues related to uh racial issues against the English black players for their failure to convert penalty kicks when the game went to penalty kicks. <clears throat> and the three black players in question were Marcus Rashford, Jaden Sancho, and Bukayo Saka. And they were the only three of the five that missed converting their penalties. And because of that, the fallout from that, uh, they were hammered incessantly on social media. They were trolled. Racial abuse uh, was kind of thrown around. Uh, I'm sorry, not kind of thrown uh, was thrown around. And so I thought it was absolutely a relevant topic for us to discuss racism in sports. Now we could discuss the topic of racism as a wider topic, but I thought that's just so much to kind of take on right now that I thought let's narrow the, the field, no pun intended, wait, pun intended. I don't know. And, and narrow the field and just try to focus on racism in sports. Cause there are a number of issues related to that. This obviously being the latest in a long line of issues in sports uh, centered around racism. So that is the topic I wanted to discuss. Again, I don't know the question. I don't know what the debate is. I just know that we needed to talk about this. Haas, you mentioned this 60 episodes ago, like we're four white dudes and we should be part of the conversation in terms of trying to move the needle and, and understanding what the perspective is in terms of racism. And obviously this, in this particular instance, it's really just racism in sports, but trying to understand the issues because none of us obviously have to deal with that. I tried looking up articles of white athletes being racially abused and I, I couldn't find any and i thought okay well then clearly there's a fucking issue uh, and maybe i'm maybe you looked maybe you didn't i don't know but that, that that's what i want to talk about was racism in sports specifically i mean uh, white dudes i mean occasionally yeah they'll, they'll get me i mean people make fun of conor mcgregor all the time because he's such an outlandish but that's hat. not because he's white. That's because well, he's an outlandish asshat. That might be true. That might be. I don't know. It also might be because he's Irish, right? I, I don't know. But, but but your point is taken. Yes. As white dudes, it's hard to yeah. understand. I mean, clearly, it, I don't want us all painted with the same paintbrush. Uh, because yeah, I, 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 I mean, I, I think you know, we were like, well, you know, it's kind of like, well, what's the question really? I mean, right. it's an observation in the sense that it's current events, and I think speaking to why did it take us this long to kind of get to it, as opposed to racism more broadly as a topic, um, I think it's peppered in a couple of times, you know, maybe, um, but not outright discussion the sole topic of the discussion, right, right. Um, which certainly is super broad um 
uh, and prevalent and relevant today. But in fairness, it was the article, I think, that caught your eye that sparked us moving to the discussion of sport or racism in sports. And it just so happens, okay, three, you know, black players happened to all miss a penalty kick. Well, they didn't, you know, I, I don't, I haven't read what was said online. It's well, just, I think, I think the quick point here to make, they, they didn't miss the penalty kicks because they were black. Well, that's, exactly, that, you know, that's exactly and right. that's why. So why does that come into play at all? You know. Yeah, which suggests the racism was there. It just looks for right. an excuse to come out. And it was a very convenient one in this case, if you were looking for any instance to just jump on it. Right. Well, and I think th this is not the first time in, in uh, international football that, that, that all. racism has been an issue and not the first time in recent memory. <clears throat> um, it's just the one that sticks out right now because it's current. Oh, there's one more current, if you can believe that, because that was yeah. not that long ago. You, you're going to talk about the Olympics? Germany. Yeah. At yeah. The Olympics well, in Honduras. Yeah. They walked off the field before the match was over because of racial abuse. In, in preparation, uh, a friendly match against Honduras. I mean, we, we sit here and we talk about something that is so egregious not that long ago, and yet there's something that's occurred more recently. <laughs> you know, It's like, sorry, Mac, I, I didn't mean to. No, 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 no. I mean... When Germany's taking a stand against racial injustice, um, you know, I think the rest of us have got a lot. The rest of the world should I, sit up and freaking up and take notice, right? Attention. I mean, it's tongue in cheek, but, you know, is, seriously, yeah. with their history, why, why are they leading the way right now? And it's a great form right. if they are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're well, absolutely right. It, and it's, I'm going to oversimplify it because I don't know how else to do it. Um, is I it mean, awkward? Well, I. Is I it think, awkward to talk about? I, I don't find it awkward. I okay. think. I think that's part of the problem is that, I mean, it's a lot like politics today. It's like, you can't find any common ground. So you just don't talk. And since you don't talk, you never find any common ground, you know, it's like, right. And you never move the it, needle. Yeah. I mean, in this case, in terms of where at, at least focusing on kind of America for now, where minorities stood relative to society at large sport was something that started to bridge that gap. Right. You know, whether it is Jackie Robinson, whether it is, you know, Paul Bear Bryant or whether it is, you know, what is it, Indiana Hoosiers, you know, kind of bringing on black players because then they were in your you, now. Now you're seeing them. And then all of a sudden you kind of care about that winning thing because you're like, damn, you know, pretty freaking good. Maybe if I stopped worrying so much, you know, about the color of the skin, we could just be better overall. And, and the military went through something similar. And for everybody that's ever said, well, it's going to lead to the downfall. It's like same with women, same with, you know lesbian gay whatever well guess what still seems to be trucking along just fine right like the end of the world yeah. never happened but that's how it gets pitched right i mean that's how yeah. they want you to look at it right so then now it's 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 progressing to you know if you're against it to an inevitable state it is what it is now so now you you fight your you know you kind of choose some shitty weak ass chicken shit methods of trolling online shouting from crowds you know, and that kind of thing. And you, and then you just keep it, you know, in the mix. And it's just, I don't know, it's sad because it spills out that way, but you know, that means, you know, it's there. Right. Yeah. And I think it goes back to the discussion we had, um, you know, a while back on our social media, the, you know, social media has made it easier for people to say, you know, pretty much what they feel with no repercussions. You know, I, I don't know that, you know, a lot of that conversation would have happened 
without social media. Those, those, you know, whoever was that said it probably would not have said it to their face. Yeah, uh, I agree. What, what and, surprises me is these are the same people when these players do something triumphant, they cheer for them on their behalf and they're proud of them. And then out of the you know, on, on the other side, other they they spew this hate and this vitriol. I don't like my brain can't process. How, how can you do both? You are a walking, talking contradiction. You're an idiot. I, I, don't, I don't understand. How can you root for someone one minute and then spit this hate the, the, the next? Yeah. Uh, that was one of the things uh, when COVID occurred and I'm going to kind of single out Marcus Rashford, Rashford, sorry, as a player, when COVID occurred, one of the things that uh, the UK was talking about doing was removing those like kind of free lunches at school, the cost of that. And because he came up with, you know, having to kind of subsist on school lunches, you know, as a kid, he kind of pushed the needle forward himself and stood up and said, look, you know, you shouldn't get rid of these and petition the government not to do it. And they actually did it with his following and how many people actually support him. He was kind of touted as a hero going, he almost single-handedly saved this program for students across the country in England. And then what happens a year later, this competition misses a penalty kick. They're defacing his murals. They're hammering him on social media. And suddenly he's, he's basically like the antichrist. And it's like, this guy a year ago was a hero to your country for, for kids and students all across your country. And now suddenly you want nothing to do with them and you're trying to separate yourself. Well, and I guess, go ahead, Hoss. I was going to say, just not to, not to mention the fact that what he did for the positive is well more important than what he was unable to do in the negative. Right. Like I agree. winning a game is not nearly as important as the social change that he did or the so keeping what he was able to keep. Right. I, I saw an interesting article that says racism in sport, why it comes to the surface when teams lose. And one of the, one of the short tweets that was posted in line with that whole conversation is when you score your English, when you miss, you're an immigrant. You're an immigrant. Yep. I saw that yeah. article. Absolutely. And, and again, England is obviously not, they are not the only ones. Cause if you read that article, French players, it talks about the French players being abused and stuff like that. When, when they missed, when killing Mbappe missed his penalty kick, obviously it's rampant across sports. And what's interesting is when that happened on that Sunday night, my wife, kudos to her. She looked over, she goes, that dude, the, the young one, the last one, Saka, the 19 year old who, and, and for anybody that's listening, he didn't miss the fucking penalty kick. He kicked it. The goalkeeper stopped it. He did his job. The goalkeeper did their job. It's not like he missed it wide. He hit over the bar. Like he did everything he was supposed to do, but she said, that kid's going to get abused now. And I'm like, no, no, he's not. No, fuck no. Uh, clearly I was wrong because I wanted to assume the best in people. And she's looking at it going, yeah, people aren't that great. And you're naive if that's what you think. Well, and and, like and said, we didn't Europe argue about it, but I said, that's not going to happen. And like you said, in the Euro Cup, you know, everybody thinks a penalty kick's easy until they got to get up there and do it. And do it. And a lot of being the goalie is you just got to guess. Right. Oh, yeah. You know, it happens so fast. You're, you're basically just guessing off past performance, off the tape, whatever you've got, body language, you guess. Right. And if you guess right, these Great guys are at the top, of their, the top of their sport. There's a reason yeah. they're there, you know. Yeah. But obviously to then turn around and, and do – I mean, I read a lot of the things related to it. Uh, Prince, Prince William was at the game. Uh, afterwards, of course, he came out and said, you know, 
it was unacceptable. I know UEFA immediately kind of shut it down. It was like, we don't tolerate this. Uh, who's the prime minister? Boris. Thank Boris you. Johnson. Boris Johnson came out. And, and what's interesting is Boris, at the beginning of the tournament, England was kneeling at the beginning of every match in, in, in solidarity for Black Lives Matter. And even said at the beginning of the competition, like, that's a political move. Like, it's not necessary. Like, came out against it. And then as matches went on and it continued to happen, then he came out and was like, they should be allowed to do that. They should be allowed to support Black Lives Matter. But I mean, he wasn't on board at the beginning and allowed other people to criticize England's move in terms of kneeling. And then, of course, we get to the end and this happens. And of course, he comes out and says, that's unacceptable. What's interesting about Prince William doing it, and I said this to my wife, was he didn't defend Meghan Markle when the country was hammering on her, you know, but mm -hmm. he'll come out against this and, and be like, no, this is unacceptable. Like, that's, that's a weird double standard, too. And I'm not trying to criticize him. I mean, kudos for, you know, kind of trying to denounce this particular situation. But it's like this occurs everywhere. And to ignore it is just ignorance on our part. Of course, one might argue, had the Oprah interview not come prior to that, you know, who knows what the reaction would be. And, and I know our, our goal here isn't to delve into the, right. you know, the, the royal family. It's just, I, I mean, either way, you know, in terms of the question, it, it, I, I think we can at least just say racism remains clearly and it's, it's manifesting into sport, like at an increased rate, as I understand it, right. Whether it's from fans shouting or whether it, you know, from the sidelines or whether it's from the social media aspect, it's continuing to happen. Um, and it's and a shame because wonder... it means they, like we said, in the household, they have those views. They're just choosing sport as the outlet in this case. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if some of that is starting to manifest itself because sport is now being used kind of as a voice for that social, social change, right? You do see the players kneeling before the Euro match on the England team. You know, you, you look way back to when Colin Kaepernick did it in the NFL and got blasted for it and all the players, you know, is it one thing leading to another? It's a fair question. You know, I don't know. And, you know, I think, we, we kind of touched on it, you know, I think it's definitely a very sensitive subject for, for anybody, but certainly for us, because, you know, nobody here has, has fallen victim right. to racism really. Right. I mean, so it's hard to know. I mean, you know, you can hear the stories, you can talk to other people that have had that happen to them um, and you can understand it to some extent, but you never really know what that's like. Um, and, and I don't think anybody here will. So that, you know, to me, that's why it's kind of a sensitive subject because you know, how can I talk about something that I've never experienced, right? Well, but I think you know wrong is wrong and right well, no, is no, right. Yeah, yeah, there's wrong and wrong. Yeah, there's no yeah. doubt about that, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think, you know, I'm only, you know, there's probably numerous other examples, but just sort of focusing on the United States for a second. I think there's, I think the one thing you can't entirely empathize with, kind of in the, in the same line of thought that you're having, with you can't empathize with to the full extent is the idea of being in a society where you are considered second class and you have no power because right. if you've never been in that position you don't understand how like just rage inducing it is how it's in your face every single day you know you carry that anger with you all the time and i know you know it's kind of like the the old like the the old adage of like the angry black man you know but it came from something. It came from 
being treated a certain way, not having access and those things. I can understand those conceptually and only in certain instances where I'm really kind of tied in or the conversation or the vignette or something, can I kind of bridge that gap on it, like from an empathy perspective, but you're right. I mean, and I think we've said this in prior podcasts, like when I get pulled over, I don't worry what's about to happen next. No. I roll down the window. I wait for the instructions. We go from there. Um, but, you know, like I said, we started with sports. I mean, it's obviously clearly there in sports. And I think you made a great point there, Mac, of sports has become more of a vehicle for political issues. Well, and, and I think that, part and it may of that be is, why they're going hand in hand now. And I think part of that is because that's the the platform that some of these people have, right? And yeah, kudos fair. to them for using the platform that's available to you to try and drive that social change. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying that they shouldn't be doing it. I just wonder if, you know, and, and I don't think it is, right? <laughs> because, I mean, you know, I think, you know, racism in sports has happened long before, you know, any of the kneeling and any of that stuff happened. You know, I mean, they, they segregated out leagues, you know, back, you know, way before any of us were born. Right. Um, so this, that's not anything new in sports. Did anybody but, watch like the NFL last year? Just out of curiosity, mm -hmm. like were teams still kneeling or, or some, had that? Some players are, and, and, and that's, what's great is now it's, it's becoming, and Mac, you bring up a great point, which is because individual players, especially the, the superstars are their own brand. They're using that brand to try and effectuate change. And of course, what happens when you try to effectuate change from people who don't want change, there's going to be blowback. But you become a target. Yeah. Right. And so, and I think, you're, I think you're right. That's a great point. And then I didn't really think about it until you brought it up is, is that's probably in a lot of ways, exactly what's occurring here is the people that are, you know, spewing this hatred and vitriol are the same people who don't want change. Um, and they wouldn't like these people if they weren't, you know, professional athletes doing this thing for their club or their team or whatever. Uh, but yeah, a lot, a lot of, a lot of the players are, are choosing whatever platform they can, whether it's social media or when they speak to the media or whatever. Yeah. You know, I've got no problem if, you know, these, these three guys miss their penalty kicks and you go online and you blast them for being, you know, you had a bad day, you know, you guys suck, you know, because at, at some point, you know, they're professional athletes they're getting paid to take some of that abuse, you know, but when you, I think there's that line that you can't cross, which clearly was crossed here. Right. When you, you know, I'm not saying card, that, you know, yeah, had no you know, bearing. I mean, that's okay. the whole point of sports. We become, you know, invested in it. And, you know, when our team loses, we're going to be angry. So you're going to yell and scream a little so bit. So what you're saying is, and we all can agree that when, when, when we get mad at any player, when they do something that's not in the benefit of the team we're rooting for. It's okay to be the appropriate, you know, frustration and mad, but when it crosses the line of being racially generated, because that's that what has it nothing to do with the sport. Right. right? That, right. And that's why okay. you're crossing that line. It, you know, it, if it, you just say you suck at kicking penalty kicks, no. you know, yeah, that it, directly right. has to do with the sport. You I know, mean, I think there's no problem there. And, you know, we've certainly all like, especially in college football, you know, I, oh, I can't, yeah. we've all said it how many times, like it hits you in the hands, you know, and yeah, you yeah. just like you scream at the so TV angry, well, but you didn't, but I don't, you know, my instinct is, it, Oh my God, the black player dropped it. Right. Right. No, it was the receiver yeah. and the kicker missed the field goal. You know, like it's the position and this player it had nothing to do with their race or color. Right. Exactly. 
it, admittedly, when Rashford missed his penalty kick, I, I texted Thor and went, fucking Rashford being fucking cute because he was. He was trying to be fancy and cute with the kick. I wasn't mad at him for being black and missing the kick. I was mad at him for, for, for being professionally someone who's spent tens of thousands, if not hundred thousand hours playing this sport and training to play this sport knows better to be cute with mm. a penalty kick. And he got cute and that's what cost him. Right. So yeah, my frustration wasn't, wasn't the color of his skin. Mine was his poor decision-making. You know, and I, I, I would add to the conversation. I'm with some exceptions, I'm sure, because there just are people that are like this <clears throat> for anybody like in sport or on the field of competition, when you're next to your brothers and sisters in competition, you appreciate the value of what they bring to the table, regardless of any of that other bullshit, because you see them for what their value is and you go out and compete. Same with like the military. Like when you're in the trenches and you're looking left and right, you don't give two shits what the color of anybody is in that trench. You both are in it together. Do you have a gun and can you fire it in the right, right direction? And right. it's, I mean, that's where those, those strong bonds are formed. It's, it's, it's either the hardliners who are just always going to be racist regardless of whatever happens. And then those are outside that bubble that aren't actually competing because, you know, it reminds me of the old, I think they actually talked about it before the McGregor and, uh, Poirier, I can't remember yeah, yeah. how to Poirier or whatever. Yeah. Uh, the old, together. the old, um, <laughs> man in the ring, you know, s- speech that he gave of like, when you're actually in the ring, whether you fail or win, like you're in the ring and that isn't easy to do as opposed to how easy it is to sit on the sidelines and just shout out dumb shit, you know? And that's what a lot of these people are doing. It's like, they got all the answers from their freaking troll machine. Look, I mean, quite frankly, these people didn't just become racist because Marcus Rashford missed, missed a, penalty a fucking kick. penalty. Right. These people are just, you know, scumbags they're to begin scum- with. yeah they're scumbags to begin yeah. with they're the dredges of society and they have a an anonymous voice basically now and a way to fuel that thanks to social media yeah um these guys were going to say the same thing whether he made the penalty kick or not probably what's interesting is you know mac you brought it up like with the um colin kaepernick issue you know and what he did and just being chastised and basically run out of the nfl and then oh, years yeah. later uh who's the fucking guy Goodell comes forward and was like basically like he was a hero you know he he stood up for the little man or you know what i'm saying like what he did then was looked at as being horrible you move that you move a few years down the road and it's like oh wow you know he was he was really doing something i mean it has it helped him kind of work his way back into the nfl no and he's probably been out of the nfl now so long oh no i take that back Tim well back. He, he did he did sue the nfl and as i recall uh, they did settle, um, undisclosed. They settled. Yeah, but I'm him. sure that was um, pennies was, on the dollar compared to sure, what he would have made. What he could have earned. Uh, but but you know, to to his credit, uh, Ka- Kaepernick did come out and say, "I know I'm going to lose money. I know I'm going to lose generational wealth because I did this thing." He said, "But I have a duty to do this more than I have a duty to make genera- generational wealth for my, right. you know, my kids, my grandkids, my great grandkids, and so on and so forth." And he even said, he goes, look, I'm going to be fine. I won't be homeless. I'm I'm not going to starve. My family and I, we're going to be fine. But he said, I have a duty to to do this more than that. And, and, and that's why a lot of these players back him the way they do. 
And yes, racism occurs from outside any sport. The like we said, the the douchebags sitting on the sidelines, the the people hiding behind a keyboard after a match ends, after a game ends. That doesn't mean racism doesn't occur on the field. I can't remember his name, Mac. Maybe you can. He was the uh, receiver for Florida. Went and played for the Eagles. Oh, your buddy Riley. Yeah, uh, Cooper. There you go. Yeah, yeah, Riley Cooper made racist comments and is no longer in the NFL. Like I get that it also occurs within the confines of a sport. You know, there Jesus are going to be Christ. people like what that. A, what a team that was back with Urban Meyer, right? Aaron right. Hernandez, Riley Cooper, Cooper yeah. and the preacher Tim Tebow. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's a 30, 30, 30 for thirty. I would like to watch. Yes, it is. Um, but it's not just there. It's not just you know. I mean, we can look at systemic issues of racism one of the things i looked up i was looking at the nba because grinch you talked about you know in terms of the usa looking at the nba 74 percent of the nba players are african-american but the, out of 30 nba teams there are only five head coaches so that's not an equivalent percentage in terms of the head coaching staff versus a reflective nature of the player body well, i'm sure you look at the nfl it's i don't have the exact numbers i'm sure it's very similar well yeah because what's the rule the is it the Rooney, the Rooney rule? rule? The Rooney rule. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and you go well again using the NBA, but you go a lot of these coaches are former players. Well, if that's the case, and seventy four percent of your players are black, why are there not more head coaches reflective of that? And yet it doesn't happen. Ownership, I, I haven't looked, but I guarantee you, if you jump into ownership into any major sport in this country, the percentage of African American owners is substantially small i mean i would just imagine it has to be well or a person of color yeah uh, although, i know you're shaking your head like how no, do you even no, no, tackle no. that I, or? I, yeah where do you well, start well i've been I, i've given this some thought and i'm just it's one of like all right i'm not going to be scared of trying to make the point because i don't know if i'm right or wrong I, i'm probably wrong i statistically i get that and what i think it is uh, or statistically, I understand the point being made, I should say. What I've wondered over the years is, I mean, we're not that far removed. I guess it's about, you know, obviously it's 50 now from like the 70s, um, which we were still a pretty damn racist country back then. So in terms of access to education, a mindset for thinking you could be like a leader in corporate in organizations, I'm not sure the African-American community had that mentality. They probably had the desire, but didn't see the access and pathways. Because they weren't put in front of them. Right, so generationally, as as those barrier breakers start making it through, and you can make the same case for women, you know, in terms of in the corporate world now, because there was certainly a time not long ago where like every single fucking board was all white dudes, all old white dudes, right? You know, and even members of Congress. Like you, that was a physical representation of the status of society as I see it. So what I believe will continue to happen is that will evolve because now these players came up, not just, I'm just here to play sport and I hope I get an education, but education is on a level playing field with actual sport with a mindset of I might not do this professionally. So I need to be, high IQ player and think about business, think about what I'm going to do with my life. Like I don't have the physical ability to play anymore, but I'm a really good like breakdown. Like I can X and O the shit out of this thing. 
And I think more and more of them are maybe thinking of that because they're also populating the assistant coaches, the coordinators, you know, and that's where you start to see the next ups in my mind. So I think that's a statistical lag, I guess, is what I'm thinking that we'll continue to see change over time, which will be more indicative of the stats you, you were just speaking to. Right. And again, uh, the movie, I mean, I, I really enjoy the movie. It came out quite a while ago, but remember the Titans, um, you know, and, and obviously racial integration in terms of football and star Denzel Washington. But, uh, you know, it's one of those, like when you're on the field, nobody's seeing color right? We can sit at home, like you said, Grinch, and it's like you're a receiver, you're a quarterback, you're a tight end, you're a, you're a center, what punter, you're not necessarily seeing color. And I imagine for them, it's even less so like, you're my brother in the trenches, like we all get here and we're playing and we're all, we're all, all 11 of us are moving downfield together. And none of that is relevant, right? But obviously, when those you, you say that, but then you see issues, you know, like Riley Cooper, you brought of course. up, you no, know, I, mean, I think, I, yes. I think there's still a, you know, an outlier. Yeah, well, I, I don't even want to say it's an outlier. I mean, you know, it's like definitely not the, it it's not, well, I hope it is, but it's yeah. definitely not the trend, you know, it, but there are still a lot more people out there because let's be honest, you know, a good chunk of the population is racist. That's just a fact. You know, I don't know what the percentage is and you'd never figure it out exactly, but you got to imagine that, 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 you know, a good chunk of it is, so they're going to make their way into sports. So you're going to still see that in sports as well. Do you go, well, there's 335 million people in this country and 70 million of them voted for Trump. So I can look, I didn't want to bring this down to to the Trump bashing again, but I I was going to say, there's where you can figure out your line. So I don't think you say it's that many, but I think, I think the point's well taken, which is, yeah, there's probably a good portion of what, not just the American population, but I mean, any population. It's anywhere, right? Yeah. It happens over here. I mean, obviously, I mean, we're talking about Great Britain. We're talking about England. I mean, clearly there's racial division right. still there. Um, you're going to have, I mean, it's one of the key reasons that most of the people there were talked into voting for Brexit was because of the migration of immigrants to their country, taking their jobs. It was obviously it's bullshit, but it was that theme that was used to push out uh, that they, they, they pushed out politically pushed out so they could get them to vote for it. So, And the thing is like, for at least for me, speaking for me, there's racism, which is just not liking another color, if you will, for whatever reason. And maybe there's a few, a few you can get me on board with to at least understand where it comes from. And in my mind, I'm thinking like Israel, Palestine, even though color wise, not so different, but you know, and maybe, yeah, I know what you mean, but you know what I mean? Like there's some history there that drives this like two sides, just not liking each other. I mean, you could argue in the Middle East, it's Sunni and Shia for years. I mean, it's not like color is any different. It's the it's the religious path that they follow. Mm-hmm. The, the jets and, and, and the I'd, And I'd be willing to say, if we were all the same color, we'd find something else that divided us. That's just that that seems to be human beings, you know. Right. Sadly enough, uh, just God but, made it fucking easy for us by making us different colors. Thanks, God. Yeah. We appreciate you. Yeah, um, but there's and then there's the societal effects, which you know there was a lot of tension in France you know, for the immigration of Muslims and that kind of thing, because you believe what used to be is no longer going to be there. And at least in this country, I would go so far to say, and I think we've actually said it before, in terms of where racism comes from, there is a history to it of just not liking another color for whatever fucking reason. 
But now it's politicized in a different way because the whole, the entirety of the Republican platform is right white grievance politics of things just aren't going to be the way they were anymore. It, it's and they're fear. trying to stem the tide. Yeah. yeah, it's like a fear of no longer being in control, and it's like, well, if that's the extent to your platform, and you've manipulated through gerrymandering and everything else for years, just staying relevant, you're right. Yeah. You're going to become obsolete. I hope. Uh, speaking in, of, sorry. amen. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, we talked about in terms of coaching here and the disproportionate in Europe, in the 14 biggest leagues in Europe, only 3.9% of their coaches have a minority background. I mean, that seems like such a drastic. I mean, that's even worse because it's all cultural over here, right? Right. (laughs) Uh, At least in terms of what we think of as Europe. People of color. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of the huge discussions, it wasn't so long ago that I can remember, like pre-COVID, was during kind of the kneeling controversy. There were some that took different sides, whether they were black or white, on the topic. And one of the common refrains was, the NFL is a pathway to wealth that these young African-American men would never have had otherwise, which says a whole lot. you know. And I think more broadly, again, becoming a good player is the most achievable goal probably as opposed to starting with a mindset of if I want to be a coach because more often than not you do travel the path through being a player and then you know or at least you're around the sport you eat sleep and breathe that right. sport and then especially at that level you know or you may you may realize early on like I'm not a perennial player maybe I'm going to shift my track to coaching and I'm going to be a coordinator and and you know and so maybe that's how it happens so I understand that like s- certain players are probably just like Will LeBron ever coach basketball? Who knows? Because he's been at the top of the sport for lo- so long. Would a Kobe have ever gone on to coach? Yeah. In the, at but but the that NBA? doesn't necessarily translate into coaching ability, right? No, no, absolutely that, not. That's why you see, you know, from, from a baseball standpoint, you see a lot of catchers who are who, who make that transition into um, coaching. So, you know, being the best at your sport doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be the best as a coach. No, because you, know, you, you can, can be, be Will Muschamp. physically athletically at, gifted yeah you can be will muschamp and be great at contracts yeah and right making them work for you. It, and screwing but, schools over to pay you for a long right. time i mean i think we intellectually have an appreciation for the fact that there's a very different mentality of being really good at playing the sport in your role and knowing how to run a team right knowing how to plan a week knowing how to build a team knowing how to compete recruit like but honestly the, the, I mean, at, at the same time, like it is rare to say this many can ever make it, but the shit's hard. Well, it's statistically, what thirty-two teams, right? And how many people are in the America? You know? Well, that's the, what the I was important say. thing there, though, is all the things that factor into you know whether you can be a good coach, you can be this, you can be that. One of the things that doesn't factor into it, or shouldn't factor into it, is the color of your skin. Absolutely, it shouldn't be a goddamn <laughs> thing to do with it. I, I agree. I was just offering a theory. No, 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 I know what, what you're I mean? saying, right? Yeah, I was just offering you know. a theory of who yeah. who was actually thinking, like basically jump a level. Right. You know, because you could do some math on yeah. if you were born this time and this time based on, you know, what your parents dealt with, what you expected. You know, because, I mean, whether you're poor or whatever, you know, in some cases, the first thing on your mind isn't, I'm going to become a professional athlete and that's how we're getting out of this. Right you know right at the end of the day and and grinch you mentioned it and i know we've talked about it like quarterback armchair quarterbacks or whatever like your couch quarterbacks like at the end of the day we can go oh my god he didn't fucking catch the pass 
it's like I said about kicking a penalty kick. We all understand that when you're on the field, it is an entirely, yes, we can quarterback from the comfort of our home, but we don't know what it's like to be in those positions in a high stress moment. And you're trying to make a play. I get it. You know, obviously certain people don't get it. And that's why things like this occur because then they want to hammer on people. But, you know, Mac, you said it at the end of the day, those racists were racist, were racist. It didn't matter. They were yeah. going to say it no matter what. Now, at the beginning of this, we talked about what's the question. The question is not does racism exist? Because if that was the question, we should all be punched in the throat because we know it does. And I don't know what I don't know what the question is. I, I don't know what the debate is. How do we combat? How do we combat racism and racial discrimination in the field of sport and in life? I think the one thing we can what, agree if, on if is anybody can't. here figures that out. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's been going on for, you know, decades and centuries. Yes. Right. So, well, it, I mean, we're, we're four fairly intelligent people here, some more than others. Um, but I don't think we're going to solve that problem. You know, we can throw out a bunch of great ideas. And at the end of the day, you know, I think it's, it's changing it one person at a time. Well, that's the first thing I thought of when I thought about this topic was, was it going to be uncomfortable to talk about? The four sure. I, I, I'm, I mean, I'm happy. I'm happy that I'm able to say I'm not uncomfortable with it because I'm comfortable taking the conversation where I know it can potentially go. At least I think now it's not to say I can't be put on my heels of like, you know, shit, I wasn't like, I never considered that, you know, right. or something. It's just, I at least know I'm coming from the, from jump of I'm interacting with a person who has a different background and perspective than I do. Now there are a ton of, ton of people that I just don't fucking like, and it has nothing to do with their color. Right. <laughs> you know? right. So equally, I don't expect I'm going to like every person who's a different color than me, but it's probably more personality and attitude and things right. like that work ethic, not, you know, it has nothing to do with just inherently walking in the door and going, well, we're not getting along, you know, like, well, I use you as an example, but if we walk through the door and I was like, I don't like that dude, he's a ginger. Why the fuck does that matter? They're sketch. Like, they're, they're yeah, so sketch. They're definitely. They take your souls. <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest. When I walked into our ninth grade health class and I saw you sitting there, I was like, I'm going to talk to that dude. No, I mean, know. I'm just like, he's a redhead. I've always You're my wanted friend a redhead now. friend. Yeah, I think we just became best friends. Wait, did, did, yeah. did he just make the make the quota for you? you yeah. Need yeah. 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 I was like punching off the card. He's yeah. like, I don't have one of those friends. Just, I need one. I, I filled the friend. fat quota. Dave yeah. Grinch filled the the, uh, the handicap quota. quota. Wait, he just went you? around and he just did the rounds, didn't he? I think I just got put on the spot. Holy shit. I now have the moral high ground in all cases. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, right. how be ready is all over. Fat kid, handicapped kid, redhead. I'm good. Okay. Um, wait. So where do I fit in for the rest of you? Like Mac, liberal. you could go. You could You're go. Oh, I got. Uh, I got a. I got one liberal friend. <laughs> I got one fucking asshole friend. Yeah. Uh, um. Again, that just to me, I guess it doesn't make sense to look at us looking at you going. Well, he's disabled. I'm not going to be buddies with him. Like. How does that even a? Why is that even? A, it doesn't. It has no bearing. It shouldn't. Well, it no. shouldn't. And it, you know, I think it doesn't for us. But unfortunately, for a vast majority of people, it does. To to Grinch's point, somebody will just walk in the room and say, "Make a judgment." Yeah, no, yeah. I don't like you. I'm not going to like you. I mean, and and the thing is, I I would venture to say, and not that I'm a sociology or psychology expert here, the bulk of racism comes from nurture 
not you're, necessarily nature in right. the sense of I, you're brought up that more. way. I mean, we, I mean, I know it's cliche, but you see the little kids playing and they don't care. Yeah. They really don't give a don't shit. No, uh, I, I worked with a guy one time and, and it drove me nuts because he, he had a daughter who was you know, about the same age as my daughter. In the stories he would tell me, you know, of, you know, he had her, you know, she needed to go to the bathroom. She had to go take an Obama. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this, this poor fucking kid doesn't even stand a chance because she's being raised by an idiot. Yeah. You know, it's like she should be allowed to make her own decisions. And but yeah, to your point, you know, because she's being raised in that environment, that's, you know, most likely the way she's going to understand everything. The good news is, is I do feel like there's more of us that are progressive and forward thinking um, than there's not. And I do feel like effectual change is happening. Is it as fast as you should? No. Is it as immediate as we would like? Absolutely not. But it is happening. And idiots like that are going to be left behind. You say that, but, you know, then you see things like, you know, it's not the 40-year-old white guy that's on Instagram bashing these players, most likely, right? It's typically a younger generation that is on these social media platforms. So I don't maybe know. it's not, you know, maybe, I don't know that be it, to be right? true. If, if, yeah, I don't know that to be if true. racism died right. out with our generation, I'd be okay with that. Right. I mean, but yeah. I don't think that's the case. Yeah. You know, well, I think people are getting raised anyway, even at a young age to be that way, to be, to be that way. Yeah. And yeah. obviously Haas. Yes. I would not speculate on who is actually making the comments, you know, in terms of where that stems from, but Grinch, I think you're right. I think it is, it, it, they are raised that way. They're raised to believe one way or the other. And Haas, if it's in, if you're in Europe and it's a matter of, well, people are coming into our country, they're allowing everybody in and they're going to take our jobs. It's like, uh, then you probably weren't that good at your job to begin with. Look, it, 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 racism's, racism's here. It's everywhere. Okay. People of color have, have issues everywhere they go, um, regardless it, of where you're at. Yeah, it's sad. I, I, you know, I recognize, I, I mean, I don't, want to be you know i'm not pretending to be an angel like i recognize there are aspects of you know the world a certain way and the idea of it changing is scary you know whether that comes in the form of you see people that you didn't see before or things are just different than how you were used to i can kind of connect with that in a way but like if you were to ever sit down in a room with somebody that's willing to have a conversation as opposed to just a rant it's a bit of like, so then what is it you think should happen? Like, play this forward. Um, we just, you know, and, and I kind of know some of the answers we get because, frankly, you, we see it with Trumpism. And I think, you know, which I said before is white grievance politics. I, I cannot sum it up any better than that, because it, if you look at the Republican Party right now, it has no platform. It didn't even it didn't even have a platform in the last election. There was nothing you could point to to say this is what they want to achieve. It was just what they don't want to have happen. And then I think Haas, in the sense of I do believe those that are willing or in, you know want the world to continue to trend in a positive way and recognize that color just is something you're going to have to stop thinking about. Is I think the numbers show like by the popular vote the you know, in two elections now, back to back, the Democratic candidate got more. And frankly, the last election, Democratic candidate was was pretty shitty, as we all agreed. But there's a reason all these red states are trying to manipulate voting laws, because they can't win any other way. They can't win any other way. And they know it. They look at the stats. 
I guarantee you behind closed doors, they see where all the numbers are trending and they realize the math of this is they cannot stay in control if it continues this way. Unless they evolve, but they don't want to evolve. Right, right. Either offer something, but, but that's the double-edged, that's the, that's the corner they painted themselves into. They can't because if they utter a word of compromise, they get, they get primaried out. Right, their house, of cards, their house of cards crumbles. Yep. So they, look, they, they have created this, this friggin' labyrinth that they're stuck in right now. Look, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you're talking about the wider issue. If we just focus on sports, shouldn't sports be the one kind of defining thing that ignores color, that brings everyone Should, together? Well, it, it, I, I mean, let's, I think, look at, let's look at the World Cup. Like, the World Cup historically, like, it stopped wars in countries when it was going on. Uh, you know, and it should sports, sports in general, should be the one thing where people coalesce together Color is ignored. It's everybody coming together. Like I said, it's the 11 guys moving down the field together as as one person, as one unit. If you can't even do that in the real world, that's fine. But sports, that should be the one place where that is not an issue. Well, and and I kind of thought about what you're saying. But then on the same token, then you have to take out the ability to use it to impact social change, right? You can't say, I, I, you know, I want to try and take, you know, race completely out of sports but then i'm also not going to let them use it as a platform like you know for kneeling and and, and trying to drive that social change right i mean you you have to take it out on both sides yeah you're right and and again that's my ignorance of the situation and you make a valid point because you're right if you were to do that then you couldn't use that platform as social for social change so you're right never mind forget i I said well no i'm not saying that it's wrong but i'm just saying you have to you you, the good with the bad i mean it's it's all encompassing yeah you can't you can't just isolate it for fun, right? You can't say this is just for fun. We, we sh- it shouldn't be an issue here. And then you can't politicize it for the positive effectual change that also is trying to occur. I guess I, I guess it would be if you're playing soccer, football, the 90 minutes you're on the field, politics shouldn't matter. If you're playing American football for the 60 minutes you're on the field, politics shouldn't matter. If it's the four quarters, the two halves, the three periods, it doesn't matter what sport you're in. Politics shouldn't matter. If if that conversation then gets moved forward before or after that time, that's fine. But for that, and I'm only using this because of the Euros, they were on the field, 120 minutes had expired. They had gone to penalty kicks. They were still in a game. They were not trying to move the racial needle forward. They were not trying to move the conversation forward. They were playing a fucking game. And that's my issue. If, if it was... Well, you want, if you want to bang on Colin that. Kaepernick because you don't agree with his pol- his politics when he kneels, that's one thing. But for the 60 minutes he's throwing the fucking football, keep your mouth shut. Let him well, do his they, job. They kept their mouth shut during the 120 minutes. You know what I mean. I, I know. I'm just – but you have to look at it from both sides of the coin. I don't. Well, yeah, I, I think <laughs> – I don't. Well, They're I think not. I'm, Why should I? I think I'm leaning – You're better than – You're better than Thor in this case in that I – I want to give equal time to a dialogue. I will not give equal time to something that's just fucking wrong. Right. And in the case of like the NFL professional sports, et cetera, they should not be ashamed of espousing what they know to be right. And in the case of like, if I think on the front end of a game, there's commercials about how to treat each other and all that. I have zero problem with that. And if I don't think Mac, this is exactly what you're saying, but if in the other, if the other side, somebody's like, well, then we should get equal airtime to say how it's wrong. It's like, no, fuck off. You were wrong. Why not? You were, <laughs> you were wrong. 
the NFL in this case is representing what should be right in this world. And thankfully, even though we know the almighty dollar drives a lot, it is trending what I think to be the right way of setting the example of how to behave. Look, I'm gonna, there I'm is gonna, no voice. I'm there, going to tread get, a very fine line yeah. here for a second. What is that? What <laughs> makes you say what's right? Now, look, uh, I, let me throw this out here right now, right? I completely agree, but I, I'm trying to kind of play devil's advocate, right? No, I, I, I who you. says, you know, who who made well, you the god figure besides the fact that you're the ginger? I mean, if, yeah. If I'm, he's, the soul, right he's the soul I mean, leader. If I'm using a very right. simple example to illustrate the point, I would say racism. Mm-hmm. It's fucking wrong. There is no, there are no ifs, ands, or buts. Having a female referee on the field, it's not wrong. And right. you cannot be like afraid to step up and say that and have no shame and come from a, a position of strength. Because the more you let in that other voice, the more it's like, yeah, we got great points. No, you fucking don't. <laughs> no, you don't. Right. You do not represent what's best in our country. You do not represent where we want to go. And you get no voice here. And if you don't want to see the sport, you, fucking turn you off the TV. You don't right. represent yeah. what's best for, for the human spirit. Right. right. And we can't be like, we have to be un, like unequivocal equivocal in our stance in that regard. The figuring out how to be effective is a separate discussion of like, right. if you're going to hit somebody with a bat across the head every every commercial break, yeah, that shit gets a little old, you know, mm. because I think you know when you're in a pretty good place. I'll use an example. Is I, I, like I've said in my own household, I believe the Army in terms of women and their role in the military will be in a good place when we stop talking about it because it's become a norm. Like, I kind of hate the fact that they want to blast out every article about, you know, if females accomplish this, that's awesome. It is. But but we need to start normalizing it now. But, but why is it a female accomplished this, right? Why is it well, just, look example, at what happened. Yeah. It's right? because, this person did like this. Like, in this case, it wasn't so long ago, females couldn't be in, like, infantry units. They couldn't right. be in special operations, you know. And when that changed... You know, all you heard was the, oh, well, blah, 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 blah. And then every time a female graduated ranger school, it was like they were spread all over every social media thing. I got it at first. I just, I want to see us get to the point where like. Where it's the norm. You're fist bumping them. You know, like, fuck yeah. I know how hard that shit is. Damn good job. Like, yeah. But damn good job to the other 20 that went through as well. Right. Because y'all got through. Yeah. I I mean, I guess. You know what I mean? It's like you raise all ships. I'm not trying to. Right. Elevate one or the other. Uh, yeah. Mac, my, my point, I guess, that I'm trying to make, I understood what you were trying to say in terms of if, if you're going to be social on the field or, or off the field, like you have to accept both sides of the argument. My point being that Rashford, Sancho and soccer were simply kicking a ball into a net. They were not trying to elevate the conversation in terms of racism, minorities and sports. They were simply doing the job that was presented to them and they got hammered for it. That's my problem. Well, and, and I think the fine line there too also is I have no problem that they got hammered for it. If you missed the, you know, I mean, we're all passionate the people. Way, the it's way, the way they, they were hammered for it. Like I said, if you, if you had gone on there and go, you suck as a penalty kick taker, I got no problem with that, right? You missed the penalty kick. In that moment, you sucked as a penalty kick taker, you know, but the way they went about it of, you know, you missed it because you're black. Well, no. Yeah, why not look it's at Garrett? Sucked. Yeah, why not look at Garrett Southgate and go as a manager? You suck for choosing the player, the order, the player. Yeah. Like, why, you know, why doesn't he get hammered on it? Yeah, 
I mean, I, I, I'll, you know, jumping back to Colin Kaepernick, I think I said this before, like from the jump, I had no problem with him taking a knee. Cause if you heard the story about why he did it, it made sense. It made sense. Yeah. It's just, nobody wanted to listen to that aspect of it. And everybody thought they were the better Patriot than he was. And I love all these people who think they're the, the greatest Patriots like we're seeing in our current era while doing more damage to our country than you know, we could possibly imagine. It's like, that's not patriotism. Yeah, I mean, at the end uh, of the know. day, it's free speech. It's you funny. know what? If he wants to, if he wants to kneel, I, what the fuck does it matter to me? Go for it. You open the door for some blowback. Yeah. I'm just offering, we need not be scared of that blowback. We need to stand firm and explain. Now, is, are people going to listen? No, just like they didn't listen to Kaepernick. But he but didn't change his stance. Right, but you stay firm. Now, he, he got freaking P&G, basically, from the NFL, never got a starting job again. Right. And I think there are a ton of teams and sponsors oh. who've looked at themselves in the mirror since then and been like, we just Let's didn't be get honest. it. I, I can promise you right now. He's way better than the last three, three or four starting quarterbacks for the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> I, I would have much rather had him on the field. So, you know. Yeah, it's just, it's just such a shame. I mean, we don't, we don't listen to try to understand um, in the sense that kind of coming back full circle. Like, I don't know that I've ever been so angry about an issue in this world where I've been in a position where I could just be like, I'm going to make a point and I'm taking a knee right here, you know, I mean, because that's risky. Frankly, he's unselfish if you really think about it. Because well, he could have easily he been like, himself. he could have easily been like, "I got mines," right? You know, yeah. but he didn't do that, and he paid the price for it. I mean, that's how I think of it, anyway. Well, you know, it's yeah. And again, I want to I want to throw it out there before I get you know completely trashed Railroaded. on social media. <laughs> I, I completely agree with you, <laughs> Grinch. Yeah, because I'm just throwing out the the other side of the, yeah, the I, argument. I get it. So. Yeah, that's that's the purpose of this show is to point counterpoint, like it's to you right. know play devil's advocate to you know have those conversations and you know to be able to talk about it again. As I said at the outset, a couple of times was was this going to be an uncomfortable conversation? For all intents and purposes, we're four fairly affluent white people discussing racism, and it's not lost on us that it exists, and it's it's we have to be part of the conversation because white people, are part, white people are part of the problem. Yeah. Everybody uh, has to if, be part of the conversation. And to, yeah. to Grinch's point, we can't be, if it, if it's an uncomfortable conversation for you, you can't be afraid of that anyway. Otherwise the conversation never gets started. How do you effectuate change? Otherwise you can't, you know, and, and if you are afraid of it, then you're an idiot. So it is what it is. Yeah. And, and a lot like parenting. I mean, at least in the, very what's the like the minimum you can do like we said with parenting is do your best within your own home don't raise your kid to be to, a fucking to asshole. make better human beings <laughs> yeah you know and you only get one shot at it so you know don't fuck that up yeah um i don't know i guess at the end of the day i do look at the situation i go i mean i don't know about you three gentlemen so i will not speak for you but i'm like what have i done you know i guess this is our platform to be able to have the conversation and do something. But I know previously hadn't done anything. I, I haven't gone somewhere. I haven't gone to rallies. I haven't gone and knelt. I mean, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know I haven't done anything. That's on me. That's my shortfall. And I'm not trying to call anybody else out. That's fine. It doesn't matter. I'm just saying, I know I haven't. And part of me is like, shit, why haven't I? 
because yeah, I should biggest, be. We said it. I should be part of that conversation. The, the uh, Grinch brought up the biggest thing we can do. I think is raise our kids to be better than, right? To to educate and raise them to be better than. The second best thing we do is when we see an injustice, we speak out. You know, we we hold the people accountable for that injustice, and we help shelter and protect. And, and, and heal those that were, you know, uh, lashed out against. Another uh, and then, right. And then I think the other thing we do is we continually educate ourselves on the problem, you know, um, both within sport and outside of sport. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, no, I, I likewise can't claim any, you know, any great social justice, you know, endeavors. Um, and like Haas already said, um, yeah, I mean, and I will say <clears throat> going, kind of coming back to like the social media, I, to me, that's not the answer. I could not, as you well-documented, could not achieve c- civil discourse on any topic and at least even find a modicum of progress because when you lock in your position and you double down and you double down, that doesn't go anywhere and you just leave angry. Well, not only that, but it's easier for people to argue with you when it's not face to face. Yes. You know, if it's face to face, it's much harder to just, you know, draw a line in the sand. Yep. But again, if you look at the Germany players walking off the field, that was a face to face situation. That wasn't somebody coming after them on social media. It occurred right there. And they were like, nope, we're done. We're walking off the field. It was face to face and not. I mean, it was face to face, but it was kind of the more the mob mentality still, I guess. Well, you know, it's yeah, easy but to, what, what exactly you know, when it's a large group, it's easy to kind of hide behind that. Um, I'm not familiar with the incident. Uh, it was the um, they were Germany was playing Honduras in an international friendly, and one of their defenders, Jordan uh, Tornariga, is his name, was subjected to racial abuse while on the field. Uh, it doesn't it doesn't explicitly say who if it was the crowd if it was another player at least this article doesn't and it said that uh germany walked off the field with time left still in the game and just said we're done we're walking off the field we're not we're not tolerating this and i guess the ioc reached out to both i guess germany and honduras their associations and they came to the table and resolved whatever the issue was so that's why i think i assumed maybe it was another player that abused him on the field that said something to him um, but apparently they, they resolved, it was a misunderstanding on the pitch and they had since resolved the issue, but you know, whatever the discriminatory behavior was, it didn't elaborate on what it was or who specifically said it. So that's why I think I thought in terms of reading this article, that it was like another player face to face saying something to him. Uh, Haas, you may remember, I know you and I both watched the Euros. It was an Austrian player got bounced from a match. Or, or was not allowed to play in the next match, something like that, because of a racial thing he said early on. It was in the group stage, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I can't remember who the player I don't call the specifics, but yeah. So as we said, like with Riley Cooper and the Philadelphia Eagles, like we get that it still happens. We know that it happens not only within the stands with social media, but also it can occur on the field at times. But Grinch, oh. to, your, to your point, I don't know the specifics okay. in terms of exactly wondering. what was said or who said it. It is kind of funny. I mean, I think we would all agree also. Hey, I can take hearing some shit talk in a game. Yeah. You know, it's not it's not that I'm scared of like, well, fuck you, you douchebag, you know, and shit like that. Like that happens. Right. It's just 
it's just one of those like why you gotta, why you got to go there you yeah. know like what was I it? Mean, uh, France and Italy in the 2006 World Cup finals. Zinedine Zidane headbutts the guy. Like, I don't know what was said. I mean, to they him, came out and made a statue of it later. But it elicited him headbutting the dude in the chest. So clearly he said something inappropriate. Like, I get shit talking occurs. Absolutely. You know, but there's a point, obviously, where it goes too far. And, you know, I guess that happens. But it doesn't. But I find it interesting. Right. We didn't even touch yet on the article I sent out. Oh, um, fuck. From you're right. From Grinch's favorite uh, sports analyst. reporter, analyst, uh, Stephen A. Smith. Analyst. Got blasted this week for, you know, stupid, stupid comments, you know, basically saying that, you know, th this kid Otani, who is having a fantastic season out with the Angels, um, on pace to do something that hasn't been done since Babe Ruth, um, you know, having, you know, the lowest pitching stats, as well as hitting over 30 home runs a in a season. A massive batting average, yeah. Yeah. And he said, you know, that's great. Kid can't be the face of Major League Baseball because he needs a translator. Yeah. And it's what like, what the fuck is that supposed to mean? Why, why not? Right. I, you and, know, and, and, and he came out the next day and apologized, um, you know, but it's like, you still said it. So at some point, you, you meant it. it right? right. Yeah. I mean, I get, you know, and I'm okay with you. And, and look, you know, before Are you apologizing because right? you just no. Stephen A. Smith out? is a bit of a douchebag. I don't care for him as a as an analyst. That's fine, but yeah, something in the back of your mind truly believed that because that's why you. Otherwise, you wouldn't have said it to begin with. Right, right. And, and, and that's kind of mentality and, has to change. Yeah, and it's just ridiculous that you would think. I mean, these for the most part at this point, you know, okay, the NBA, MLB, NFL, they're all primarily played in the United States and Canada for the most part, but they're still international sports. Well, I mean, because if you look, well, yeah. And I mean, but MLB in and of itself, that, yeah. that league, but it's made up of all of those are made up of, you know, players from all around the world. So there's no reason to say that, you know, Oh, guy needs a translator. So he can't be the face of baseball. That, that's fucking stupid. If the guy's an amazing player, He's an amazing player. And that's all that should Just matter. because he doesn't speak your language, you know what? Go to Japan. And, and I'm going to say, well, now you can't be the the yeah. sports analyst for Japan because you don't speak Japanese. You know, I mean, it's it's yeah, just yeah. a ridiculous, you know, statement nah, to make. I, I, and the concern I mean, being that you made it, so you believe it to some level. Yep. I, I Like I said in the text, <laughs> I fucking hate him and Max Keller. Those two I believe. run their mouths all the fucking time and they're like yelling and i just i i like yeah i feel like i'm listening to jerry springer when i yeah. listen to those two fucking idiots i believe the words were fucktards yes exactly yes. what you said I yeah. believe so. Thor, to, to get your thing it was uh marco uh arnautovic of Thank austria you. yeah the austrian team he uh he apparently he's of serbian descent and while playing north macedonia said some things that were not appropriate not appropriate not right. that that surprises me but not yeah. suitable for podcast <laughs> yeah no, no. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, there was an article i read about this this recent events with the three players with england that there was some social media snapchat thing between students of a university about it and hammering on them racially and when it was brought to the attention of the university and 
I, I guess I, I don't have it, but I guess Snapchat, like the conversations, something it doesn't stay, or, or is that what it yeah, is? Supposedly, it, it's not it's supposed a, to stay for longer than you know. Yeah, unless you a take certain like a screenshot or something. It's, right. it's bullshit. That information's out there in a cloud in the cloud. Server well, somebody screenshot <laughs> it and apparently sent it to the university saying, "Hey, this occurred, and these are students of your university." I don't know how they knew it. Well, I guess in in Nottingham Trent University researched what was going on. Apparently, one of the people in it had applied to the university and they withdrew their application and said, you will not be coming here because we don't tolerate that. Like Mac, like you just said, like once it's out there, it's out there. Right. And it, it comes back to haunt you. So another issue with social media. Well, and again, it's an, it's another example of how I believe the world is progressing in, in a great direction. Is it at the speed that it should? Nope. Is it the speed we prefer? Nope. Yeah. But I do, I do think effectual change is happening and it's comforting to hear examples of that. You know, now, if nobody had brought it to their attention, would anything have happened? No. So I'm glad somebody said something and, you know, the university did investigate and withdrew the student's application or the who was, you know, whoever it was that applied said, nope, you're not coming here. Good on them. Uh, as always, gentlemen, I do appreciate it. This obviously can be an awkward topic. It's not something we have openly discussed. It has been kind of sprinkled and peppered through a number of our our debates uh, over the course of a year. And so it was time to kind of tackle it, throw it out there. I was worried about kind of the awkwardness of it. I'm glad that, you know, everybody was willing to come to the table and, and have this conversation because the only way anything happens is through starting a conversation. So for you guys, uh, I do appreciate it as always, unfortunately, unfortunately. And so I, I want to make this announcement to our listeners. Unfortunately, it is with a heavy heart that I, I have to let our listeners know that we have come to the end and that uh, as much fun as this show has been in this run and how much we've enjoyed it, unfortunately, we didn't really get the results we were hoping for. So we've decided that we're going to put a plug in it. We're going to go ahead and call it a day. Is that going to be a butt plug? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm in a moment. Can you not do that? <laughs> I bought okay. one. I bought one for this special occasion. I appreciate it. But yes, yeah, so so we we are calling an end to it here. And we are, we are going to put a pin in it and, and say that a spirit of debate is done. Uh, like I said, it is with a heavy heart. I have enjoyed the run. I've enjoyed hanging out with you guys, but uh, yeah, I did want to let our listeners know that this is it. Uh, we are going to wrap up shop. We're going to call it a day. And as much as we've enjoyed it, 65 episodes, I, th I think that, you know, that's it with season one. And so we will be back with season two. So everybody get ready. It's hopefully going to be another enjoyable ride for another year. Yeah, got some new things on the horizon. We're going to try some new things, do some new things, drink some new things, uh, put some new things in Haas's ass. I don't know. Put uh, some new things in some new places is what we're going to do, baby. Uh, right. Some of the shit may just stay the same. Yeah. I'm going to be back there for seven weeks, fellas. We're getting together. We're going to have some fun. Shit's about to go down. That's right. uh, yeah, so Trish we, we, we're not if it's plugged up. Yeah. <laughs> we are We are calling it into season one. We're going to wrap it up. We're, we're going to say this is season one. We're done. We're 65 episodes in. I have loved every minute of it. I've enjoyed hanging out with you guys. It has been an immense ride. But yeah, we are, we're going to come back stronger, better, faster, more obnoxious. More oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. I got to be faster. Shit. No, no. Fatter. Oh, I'm well, I, that I can handle. We're good. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, no, a svelte leaner us is coming back for season two. <laughs> but yeah, guys, I have enjoyed it. This didn't know where we were going to end up. Didn't know what was going to happen. But 65 episodes. It has been a hell of a ride. 
that that being said, you know, we're going to be rolling into the to the fall and football season is going to be kicking up again. So definitely be on the lookout for another season of Liquor and Leagues. Hopefully we will. We will you're be not kicking that off bro. back to back. I'm, I'm yeah. coming for you. Yes. You're not you're not defending it. bro. Our oh, very sorry. own Nick Saban sorry. in the house uh, going to defend his title. So we'll, we'll no, see how that goes. But yeah, I have supremely enjoyed this. This has been a great way to hang out week in and week out. Uh, to have these conversations with you guys, to be able to talk about these things. I have missed you guys when you're not here. I am happy when you are. I don't think it works without us. The guests on the show, thank you to them this last year. Have enjoyed having everybody on. You know, Kudos to Fancy Ace and Diana at Fancy Sibs for coming on, not once but twice. Tyler Martinolich coming on, not once but twice. Scruffy McNutsack uh, was gracious enough to join our show. Yeah, we've just oh, had a blast. Don't forget about it. Paul over at... Uh... Over at Goat Whiskey, who uh, introduced us to the the wonderful and, Reaper, and, and one other, oh, the flat. I wasn't going to mention Flash. They've, they've not earned that right. <laughs> Does she not count? Wow. Uh, I mean, but we've also we've had the Grew Driver. We have had Vanguard. I mean, we have had a number of people on the show over the last year, and we intend to continue that and have more people on moving forward. So please, as always, you know, submit your topics. We do have a website out there, aspirateddebate.com. It is being kind of refreshed. We're updating all of our drinks. As we mentioned, uh, you know, we do four drinks an episode. We are 65 episodes in. That's a shit ton of drinks. So our marketing team is retooling the website. We have a whole staff that does that. Uh, so they have, looks we'll around, have that up. sees nobody. Yeah. <laughs> we will hopefully it's get that up. all the voices in his head. Yeah, that's it. But this has been a blast. So it, as we draw season one to a close, I just want to thank you gentlemen for being a part of it. I have loved every minute of it. As always, from all of us here at A Spirited Debate, we'd ask that you'd like, if you'd like to follow us on Instagram or Facebook at A Spirited Debate, feel free. Uh, if you'd like to follow us on Twitter at Spirited Debates, you can drop us a line there, or you can check out our website at aspirateddebate.com. Uh, as always, you can like, follow, listen at your leisure. It's truly up to you. We just love having everybody here, but always please feel free to drop us an email at spirateddebates at gmail.com. Let us know drink recipes you'd like us to try or topics you'd like us to debate. We would be glad to do that. Maybe possibly we will reach out to you as, as we have done and have somebody on. Uh, if you have a topic that you'd like us to try, uh, to debate, we could have you on and, and let you debate it with us. So please feel free to drop us a line and let us know. And as always, gentlemen, we close out the show. Salud. Bye. Prost. Cheers.